Now more than ever, it's so important that we foster and develop emotional intelligence. But did you know that needs are closely linked to emotions? And that when we know our needs and the more we fulfill them, the calmer and happier we are? Hashtag 52 Needs is a podcast that provides insights into how we can all make this happen. My name is Angela Heiser. I'm a professional coach and facilitator. And each week a guest joins me to discuss a different human need and how we can all improve and foster our emotional intelligence. Welcome to Hashtag 52 Needs. And this week we are exploring respect. And I am very happy to have with me Kenny Mamarella de Cruz, who's the man whisperer. He's a consultant, coach, and guru of all things men, helps men meet personal goals and work and in relationships. Kenny has been facilitating men's groups for over 20 years to empower men to live with purpose, passion, and power. He's an author, speaker, and mental health advocate. So the word men shows up a lot. So <laughs> you are an expert in not only in men, you're an, you're an, a human expert. But you said that we've talked about this. You've got guidelines for your men's groups. And they're all around respect. So yeah. would you mind sharing those with us? Because I think that would be really good for people to know. Yeah, the, the second ground rule, the first one's around um, confidentiality, which is obvious. The mm. second one's respect, which reads respect yourself, everyone's truth, boundaries, yes. feelings, perspectives, and stories beyond judgment and projection. Respect the space when others talk and listen. Respect of others, other people, naturally follows on from self-respect. And I wonder how difficult, easy, or also against the rules, respect in the workplace can be. Because in the old world, pre-lockdown, I believe there was very little space for feelings in a personal life in the workplace. Um, and it, so much of it was competition, Uh, rather than collaboration. And that was the way for a lot of employers to set people against each other and get their pound of flesh. Where these days, since lockdown, and I believe beyond lockdown, it's going to be a different story because people's health, mental health, emotional health, um, even social health plays such an incredibly big role uh, because of kids at home or grief or fear or illness, etc. So I believe that the only way that teams will survive and businesses, projects will thrive is communication. And communication might be collaboration rather than competition with how are you and do you need me to cover for you? Or let's work together to make sure that together we meet this deadline because stuff's up. Life is coming in the way, finally, people are acknowledging life is coming in the way of productivity. So it's a very, very big deal. Well, with lockdown things, as you, you mentioned before, respect is also listening. And that really has changed because we're no longer just face to face where somebody can just multitask and do something else. When we're yeah. on Zoom, we notice when somebody's multitasking because when they're <laughs> no longer present, you know, when they're doing that kind of stuff and they're looking around, it's obvious. Yeah, right? yeah. So I think that kind of respect has changed as well. <laughs> you know, the funny thing about that is we've changed the 12th ground rule 
um, from pass it on because people naturally pass it on. People become self-aware and more connected with themselves and more connected with others. Mm -hmm. So we thought, well, that that's happening. The 12th ground rule is when you're in a meeting, when you're on Zoom, a men's group, women's group, etc., then be in the room. Don't mm -hmm. scroll. Um, be present and connected. And the other one that we added as well is keep your clothes on because people forget they're on Zoom and then someone walks around in the background or God knows what happens. And we actually had one man who happens to be a businessman who decided to join the meeting from the bath. <laughs> but okay. that aside, there are two things that are very important to me to do with respect in the workplace. One is the self-respect of women because I do work with a lot of women and a lot of them are very successful women. And the interesting thing that a lot of them have in common, irrespective of which country they're from, and they are from across the globe, is a lot of them are not just competing with men, but they were supposed to be boys. Their families, their parents, their grandparents, people wanted boys yeah. in order for the family to progress in order for the inheritance to be received, whether it's the family business or the farm or whatever it is. And my, the, the women I work with are very successful, but because of this early stuff that they may not even remember, but it comes up, they need to overdo it so they can mm. respect themselves and respect how far they've gone, but they're still kind of compensating. And I would say, on another hand, one thing that, and uh, you know, I, I work with a lot of men and the media love that I, I get men to work and listen, um, but I love working with women too. Um, another thing that I feel men and maybe black women have in common is there's sadly the term angry black women mm. and women, black women especially, or passionate women or powerful women as well, kind of feel like I need to pull it back and tone it down because otherwise I will lose respect and I will not be heard. And I need to be heard, not just to maintain my credibility, but also to contribute to the projects in hand. Um, and it's the same with men, is men can be seen to be angry when actually it's passion. Hmm. So that, well, that's where the listening comes in. But the thing that I find always interesting is for when a woman is assertive, um, that's very different, that's received very differently to when a man is assertive. Mm. Um, for, for a man, it enhances respect, no matter how loud he gets, whereas for women, it actually diminishes respect. That's interesting. And I wonder how it is for the different people in the boardroom mm. when this takes place, because maybe it even depends on, on the industry for example, where in some industries, a man even slightly raising his voice is an angry man, mm. um, where a woman raising her voice, maybe in a creative um, industry, is a passionate woman with something to share. Um, so I think it might be contextual, but I, I do totally get your point. Mm. And I would also say whether the person is male or female, very often a raised voice will be fear mm -hmm. and then from fear will be fantasy of he or she is angry about this and this and therefore I'll act like this rather than listening rather mm -hmm. than hearing and the importance of respecting someone's words and perspectives mm 
rather than if it's different to mine, I can't hear it. But listening and really in embracing that perspective and reevaluating is worth its weight in gold. And sadly, not very modern, because these days, even Google, Facebook, etc., will show me what they have decided because of my scrolling and rolling what I believe in to prove me right, rather than showing me multi-perspective so I can sit in the center and think, well, where do I sit with this? What can I learn from this? And I remember I lived in an intentional community for a few years and we would have business meetings, relationship meetings, um, co-op meetings, etc. And I used to go in meetings and think, I know exactly where I stand and I know why I stand here and I know what's going on. And I've thought about this and I've really done some soul searching. And then we'd go around and two or three people in and everything I thought I'd, I knew would open up and I would be yeah. challenged and I'd have an opportunity yeah. to grow and to learn. Now, that's because I was respecting the words and perspectives of these people, not necessarily mm -hmm. selling out on mine, but expanding mine to include theirs. Yes. And what I love is when other people do this to me, because otherwise I'm not being heard. Mm. And it's painful for me when I'm not being heard. And I don't want to, to join, to get into a, a drama about mm. defending myself or what people think or maintaining my position, because that's a distraction. I want to hear people and I want them to hear me. And ask questions mm. rather than guess are you thinking this because of that therefore we'll keep the peace or whatever by doing that it, it's tragic um but the being heard the respecting words and perspectives um and with my work with men and women some things that people have been through or done themselves um are against my nature mm. but to understand where they were coming from and why that's way beyond my judgments and that's really seeing their perspective walking in their shoes and not judging but yeah. respecting the panic the trauma the drama the reaction rather than the response well when it comes to work you know that that's that's one of the things that i find is that again team leaders, bosses, whatever you want to call them, they also want to be heard, but there can, there can be a tendency to not hear the person who work for them and with them um, because there's this, this yeah. power structure. And it's like, I have a right to be heard, but you have a right to listen. And you have a right to override reason because mm -hmm. it's your company or you are above me in the structure and your neck is on the line or yeah. your fears and fantasies dictate way beyond the work that we've done in our reason. The biggest tragedy for me with this and the hugest disrespect I've heard or, or come across in my career is my clients who are wealthy and successful, whether they've inherited or earned it. And they don't really know the details of their market or their operation, or how things work, or what the people have done. Maybe due to lack of time and listening, due to expertise, due to fear. More often than not, it's fear. Mm. Therefore, 
the amount of work that organizations I've worked with, the teams have done, to then hear just when it's on the edge and the figures are going to start changing because we've got a plan and the plan's unholding, unfolding, then the boss of the leader comes in and says, well, we've been trying this. I'm scrapping it because I heard from a trusted source that this is the way and this is now what we're going to do. Trusted source was yeah. the silly ass sitting next to them at a dinner party who they want to impress. Yeah. So I had... One um, thing- I. <laughs> Yeah, look, I, I hear you. I had um, I was working with an organization where the boss was exactly like that. He said, I, I, he was saying, I don't get any, um, any support from my, my, my executive team. You know, they're not just not doing their job properly. They're not bringing themselves in. They're just not contributing. Let's teach them six thinking hats and then we'll do a whole strategy session and we'll work it all out. So we did all of that and we had a great session. It was fabulous. Everybody was participating. Everybody was full on. At the end of the session, the boss reached under the table, pulled out a folder and said, thank you, everybody, for your input. Here's something I prepared earlier. This is what we're going to do. And I left that meeting and went, okay, I'm giving three months and then his executive team will be no more. And that's exactly mm. what happened. Mm. And I hated mm. to be right. But yeah. it's like, yeah. that's the kind of disrespect where I go, why are you hiring people if you're not valuing their opinion? I want people In- I work with to totally dis- disagree with me so we can completely create something new, something better. Exactly, exactly. In our groups, um, and I hold corporate groups as well as, and, and a lot of my businesses are family businesses. Mm. So can of worms, love it. Um, <laughs> in my uh-huh. group, <laughs> we generally have a couple of minutes silence just to sit together mm. and to listen to all the fear and the chatter and the projections and the anxiety and to embody it. So we are in the room here and now with ourselves and with each other. Yeah. And then we go around with, and it might be what we feel or what our needs are, etc. So we are on the same side. Mm. And if we're not on the same side, then it's a battle. And I know situations like you, uh, like the one that you just described. And what I have seen happen is, well, if that's their attitude, they are the enemy. I will screw them because I will get as much under my belt as I can for my next job or project at their Mm. expense. It's all about me. They don't care about me. I don't care about them. They've declared war. I will get as much money out of them as I can because they don't care about me and I am here for their money. So you want me to be a prostitute? Watch this. Um, And it's a battle. Mm. No one wins. And it's led by fear. It's fueled by disrespect. More than disrespect, by a broken spirit. And it's tragic that that happens. And those kind of organizations can work. It's a numbers game and there's a high turnover Mm. and people have broken spirits, heart attacks. It costs a fortune to keep hiring the teams and it's not fun. And it's Mm. very much the old fashioned way of doing business, a bully on top and everyone Mm -hmm. feels safe because they're being bullied and they hate the situation, it's toxic. And what's interesting with some of my businesses when they change gear into the more modern way of thinking, which includes the feminine side of listening, 
mm. responding rather than reacting and collaborating, it's a game changer. But mm. interestingly, when people are used to feeling bullied, for a while when it's not going on, there's insecurity. And then they step into their own power and into their own authority, and then they can collaborate so much better. It's magnificent. I, absolutely. I totally agree with you. I, um, I generally say the old model treats lots of people come from when they when they deal with people they come from that place of being the parent and they deal with people like children so yeah. you know again you're supposed to listen i'm supposed to tell you what to do and you're supposed to do what i tell you to do whereas when you respect somebody as an adult you get so much more out of them you just have a much totally different connection with them mm. and you what you do is is you create new leaders not new Absolutely. followers. Absolutely. What um, I learned the very hard, painful and expensive way in my first business, especially when I had a lot of staff and I found myself, all I was doing was parenting. I didn't have enough time to do what I loved. I was so busy parenting. <laughs> Is everyone said the right yeah. thing. I want to grow my mm -hmm. department. I want to be a leader. I want this and that and I'm capable of it. Um, and it was the right thing to say, but they didn't really. It wasn't their personality type. And I think some people do need to bully and some people do like to be bullied. And if that's their way, then that's their way. And it's mm. about, I would say, the individual. You know, when I respect myself, then other people have an opportunity to respect me. Yeah. So if I need to unlearn where I didn't respect myself in order to change my personality type mm. and glow, grow and flourish, if I will unlearn my lack of boundaries, so I have boundaries and people know where and how to meet me yes. and I know how to, to listen and maybe descriptive praise and maybe manage my manager and they know how to listen to me. Mm. And we meet at these intimate places before things shift. That's a game changer. And this is yeah. where the personal work comes in. And this is where, for example, since lockdown um, and the emotional and the female part of people coming in or the feminine part and the whole Black Lives Matter thing is what's really going on. And I remember I've had incidents in, in my life, especially, um, I would say, uh, secondary school, the biggest school, where it's time for pecking order. So mm. who, is, who feels low on the pecking order? Who comes from the troubled home or poverty or has been bullied for being bright or being stupid or whatever, and who can be mm. further down? And because yeah. of my color, there are times when I've been at the bottom of the rung because people have wanted to dump something. Sometimes it's the, op it's the opposite. Because I've done well, then I need mm. to be put in my place. So this is where personal issues need to be seen and known and undone rather mm. than fed and perpetuated to get a fix of power. And this isn't real power. This is a fix of power. It's power over rather than in power Absolutely. and able to empower. Yes. And These I have my favorite always, words. <laughs> <laughs> and I have always noticed that people's businesses 
or maybe their teams or departments are generally an extension of their own issues and their own um, experience. Mm. So if I wish for this externalization of my psyche to be wonderful, then I'm going to clean up my psyche. And it's Mm -hmm. exactly the same as if I'm going to be a product of my environment, then my environment's going to be the most incredible environment for me to be a product of. That's the easy way around, I think. So basically, if you want respect, you have to start with self-respect. You can't, you, it's, it's crucial. And if you want to be a really good leader, an effective leader, an empowering leader, it starts with self-leadership. So that's, that I would totally, be my summary. I totally agree with you. And I would like to add one thing before. And I would say that one thing is... The name of the game for a lot of people is survival. Mm -hmm. So first, I need to feel safe. And once I'm safe, then I can, then I have the luxury of this. And safety can be quite simply, I'm in panic or I feel vulnerable. So now maybe there's a scared child in me or there's a traumatized issue from the past that's been triggered. I need to take a breath, connect with the Mm. fear and not let the fear take me over. And once I'm present, then I can do exactly what you said. But so many people, I think, say, right, that's going to go away. First, I'll do this and it'll fix that. And I'd say it's the other way around. First, be present and connected with yourself. First, accept what is Mm. and then relate to it. Because then I'm on the same side. For me, that is part of respect. You know, if I respect that I have emotions and that I see that my perception changes the way I look at things when I, you know, when I change my perception and when I acknowledge that there's certain things going on, then I can have respect for myself. But a lot of people just go into that fine mode, you know, fucked up, irrational, neurotic, emotionally unavailable. And then the whole, (laughs) the whole respect just changes completely. Right. I totally, totally agree. Um, and one way I feel of being efficient with respect and communication is quite simply reflective listening. Before we move on, I just want to make sure that I heard you right. Did you say um, fucked up, insecure, neurotic, and emotionally unavailable? And you will probably say that's almost right. What I actually said was, because I know yours was a bit different, And that way, we are meeting in exactly the right place. And you know your herds. I don't take it personally Mm -hmm. that I got it wrong. And I know that mine's different, but I'm meeting yours. And we're in the same place. And when we're in the same place, we're invincible. And that's, I think, where when, when, when we're looking at leadership and doing business and being at work, that's a really crucial skill to have, that it's a two way conversation, not just a one way conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that, Kenny. I'm sure Absolute that pleasure. we've had people lots of food for thought. And a couple of swear words. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and and it would be great if somebody had an opinion about this that where when well for me, respect is something completely different. I would love to expand into that. So if anybody yeah. has any comments, please put them below so that we can have a discussion about this because 
we want to have you know respect everywhere and if we have lots of definitions we can we can expand it and become more inclusive instead of having this is just the way respect has to be so thank yes. you for that thank you for everybody for listening and i'll see you next week and thank you kenya and i'll see you very soon wonderful bye you've been listening to hashtag 52 needs with me angela heiser these podcasts are not created to provide answers but to invite you to explore your own needs and discover what works for you. Find out more about my coaching and emotional intelligence programs by following Into Possibilities on Instagram at AngelaHeise.com and at my YouTube channel. And I'd love it if you shared this podcast with your friends, work colleagues and family. And I'll see you next time.